So that is an ideal of love. And I love that she says, this is the only kind of love as I understand it, that there really is. This is true love. Love that is not a bargain with someone. Love that is not, I'll love you as long as you love me back. Lo I will love you as long as you do what I want you to do. I will love you as long as my feelings continue to be all positive about you. It is about a love that lasts, a love that is beyond anything that we can, probably anything that we can imagine. I think we can come close to it, we can approximate it, and we can do it when we allow our human selves to move completely aside and the love of God to flow through us. And this is what's called agape, love for everyone. Selfless, unconditional, universal love that transists and per transcends and persists regardless, regardless of circumstance. That's hard for us to grasp. We do have more words for love than just love, but we tend to use love a whole, whole lot. And we tend to use hyperbole in our language, in our culture right now. I love coffee. Do I love coffee? Meh. My love for coffee is conditional. If it's really bad coffee, I won't drink it, unless it's first thing in the morning and I need it. Do we really, we use that word for so many things. And I tend to think that that's what, um, that's what the writers of the, of the Hebrew Bible and the Ten Commandments might have meant when they said, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't take the name of love in vain. Don't use love lightly. When you decide that you love, know what that means and commit Commit to it, commit behind it. And not call love what is not love. It's like we use the word awesome. Oh, it's awesome. You know, it'd be like, um, uh, I, I, I mowed the lawn today, that's awesome. Is it awesome that someone mowed the lawn? You know, when I am in some place that is truly inspires awe in me, like, the reception of an unbelievable gift that leaves me speechless with reverence. To me, that's what awe is. I find myself starting to just sing. I, I realized when I was at the Grand Canyon a few years ago that I was singing out loud. I thought it was just in my head. When I went, oh Lord my God, when I an awesome wonder, awesome wonder. Now I'm not getting on you for saying the word awesome. I resisted it for years and I've started saying it myself in the last couple of years. But it is good to pay attention to what we really mean by the words we say and not throw around such important words as love so easily. Do we love it or do we like it? Do we cherish it? Do we adore it? Do we just enjoy it or appreciate it? Are we attracted to it? Do we lust after? Are we feeling affectionate toward? Are we friendly with? Are we obsessed with? Because obsession is not love, I'm here to tell you. Do we admire it? Do we respect it? Do we esteem and revere it? All of those things 
have their own connotations and their own meaning. But today we're talking about love in the sense of perfect love. The love that God has for us. The one love that was so completely wonderful that it could not contain itself. And at some point it burst into a world of living things, which is where we came from. That inability to contain love in one place. That's the way I see creation happening. And we are definitely creations of love. That is who we are. So love, let me tell you something about what love is not. Love is not because I love you because if I because in itself is a condition that means I love you because of this 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 and this and if you stop being or doing those things I don't love you anymore so it's not because and love is certainly not attraction or lust or obsession or even enjoyment or appreciation although love can grow from all of those things, um, from obsession only if you actually go through a healing from obsession because that is not love at all. But attraction, lust, enjoyment, appreciation, if we stick with it when things aren't as attractive or enjoyable or things we don't happen that we don't appreciate as much, then we grow into love. We grow into real love and this is hard because love is not a feeling we feel love for things and these are the other kinds of love we're talking about eros and pragma and other kinds of love that we're going to go into on the 28th i want to talk about storge the love that we have for family the love that we just and i don't just mean family as in people who are related to us but the people who we love so much they have become our family whom we would do anything for whom we would actually perhaps put ourselves at risk for their sake that is a deep 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 human love and even that is not agape because agape isn't just for the people who have become family. Agape considers everyone family. There is no one left out. It is unconditional and it's not a feeling. Feeling love is great, but agape love is not a feeling. It's beyond emotion and it means we seek the best for others regardless. Regardless of who they are, where they are, what they do, whether we know them or we don't know them. Unconditional, universal love. Shakespeare said in one of his beautiful sonnets, love is not love that alters when it alteration finds. If love is not really love, if it stops loving because it doesn't see it's the object of its love in the same way anymore, or because the object of its love stops loving back, that's not truly love. That's an arrangement. That's a bargain. That's an exchange, a give and take. Love simply gives. And because love simply gives, its arms are always open to receive. But love keeps no score. 
<clears throat> As a matter of fact, um, Paul, in one of his um, most beautiful writings, the Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, says something about love. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he basically says love is not knowledge or faith or giving. Love does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor. Love is not self-seeking. Love doesn't say, what about me? Love is not easily angered. It doesn't keep score. It thrives on the truth, not on fantasy. So much of the time we, we make an image in our mind and we put it on another person. And the image in our mind is what we love rather than the truth of that person. But real love loves the truth. Real love loves the faults and the quirks and the inconsistencies, and even the little meannesses. Doesn't necessarily love the meanness, but it loves the person regardless of the meanness. Paul goes on to say what love is. He said love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love does not end. Love does not end. So love is not what you do. Agape love is not what you do or how you feel or what other people give to you or even what you give to them. Love, that deepest, most universal love, is at the truth of who you are. Love is your core. So true love, truly wanting and doing everything possible to ensure the best for everyone has nothing to do with how we feel about anyone at the moment. It's not what we've been taught in our culture. That's not what we've been taught love is. We've been very much taught that love is a feeling. And you know what? The feeling of love is great. The feeling of attraction, the feeling of lust, the feeling of enjoyment, the feeling of appreciation, the feeling of simpatico, we really get each other, the feeling of caring deeply, all of those are great feelings and I do not discourage you from them. I simply say there is a love that is deeper, that is deeper, that is larger in breadth and in depth and in life. So here's the truth. We don't love people because of who they are. We love because of who we are. God doesn't love us because we're good. God loves because the nature of God is to love. Period. I love dot, dot, dot. Period. That's the nature of God's love. And folks, since that love lives in you and me, that is our nature also. Which is why we don't feel so good or fare so well when we do not allow that love to express. Agape love, if you want to know, is this agape? It always expands. It never contracts. Agape is inclusive, it's never exclusive. And what that means is, nobody gets to be special 
with agape love. We love being special. As humans, we love being special. The Buddhists say that you will have attained enlightenment when you love every child in the world as much as you love your own child. When you love every mother in the world as much as you love your own mother. That's kind of hard for us to even get our minds around. I mean, I love all children and I would do, I think, just about anything to help a child that was in need. But do I love them as much as my own child? Is my own child still special to me? Yeah, she is. She's still special to me. And so that's a different kind of love. And yet I practice to the best of my ability, this agape love. In Christianity, this is called caritas, or with the word that, be, that um, ended up becoming in English charity, the Latin caritas. Um, gift love, the highest form of love. The Buddhists call it metta, universal, unconditional, loving kindness. Loving kindness. The Hebrews, the Jews call it chesed, the loving kindness of God. So we know what love is. We've talked about this love that's almost beyond explaining. Well, it probably is beyond actually explaining. So here's the deal. We don't have to completely understand it in order to practice it. And our understanding, as Paul clearly said, our knowledge, our understanding is not what brings us into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of absolute love and joy here on earth or wherever. What brings us there is practicing. We practice love. As we practice love, we get better at it. One of the ways we practice love is to practice empathy. We put ourselves in another's place. We develop our capacity to care about strangers. Another practice is meta meditation which is simply a meditation repeating, may I be free from suffering. May you be free from suffering. May all beings be free from suffering. There are many versions of that, of that metta meditation. When I do metta, I try to say, may you be free from pain, may you be free from fear, may you be free from thoughts of lack. The other um, practice that is very, very helpful is the practice of Tonglen, and we've talked about that before. That's a Buddhist practice where you literally sit in meditation And you focus on some being who is hurting, perhaps a friend that's grieving. Perhaps I've been doing Tonglen since the, um, since the huge car crash in Fort Worth this past week. It just, it broke my heart to think of all of those people and the fear and the cold and the loss and all of it. So since there is nothing I could actually do, I just 
brought in their hurt, literally taking in what it must be like to be one of them. Allow myself to truly feel it for a moment, but then breathe out love expansively. This idea, in my mind anyway, is that hurt kept in a small place is very, very sharp like a knife. And when we all share the hurt, it spreads out over an expanded place and it begins to lessen its pain. That's an idea of something we can do to develop our, our um, loving kindness, to develop our agape. It's a practice. And so what I would like to do right now is um, to, to take this into meditation for a moment. <clears throat> and I have a chant that we didn't do earlier, but we're going to do now. So if you'd like to sing that with me, I think Maddie has that in, um, in the chat. And it's called, The Gospel in One Word is Love. Very, very simple. Love, 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 the gospel in one word is love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love, love, love. love. statement seep into us the whole gospel in one word love the whole of Jesus teaching in one word love the whole of the Buddha's teaching in one word unconditional compassion for all beings. Breathe into that. First, let's breathe in knowing that that is the love that is offered to us, that is given to us in every moment by our God, by whatever name we call it, the one 
great spirit, holy mystery. Spirit of the universe. Earth and sky. Divine presence. We breathe in this perfect love. And as we breathe it in, we simply say yes to it. Yes, I accept. Yes, I receive. Yes, I acknowledge. Yes, I recognize and remember love is who I am. And when I center in this space of whole, complete, perfect, compassionate love, I understand that my soul, my spirit has power. Power to love, power to heal. And so in this moment, I invite you to focus on someone in your life, someone who has experienced loss, someone who you know is grieving or hurt or afraid. And with each breath, say yes to their pain. Yes, I'm in this with you. And on the out breath, and love heals all. Breathing in, yes, I share your pain, and breathing out, and love shall heal us both. Yes, in our human selves we suffer. And the love that we are transcends our humanness. And yet we feel the hurt. And love comforts. And when I want to contract in pain, I remember Love expands. And I continue in this sacred practice. Whenever I want to practice empathy or compassion, unconditional love for all, 
This is a beautiful, peaceful practice to which I can come back at any time. I need only be willing to say yes. So I breathe in once more and breathe out all the strength and the love that I have to share. And I open my eyes. Knowing that I live and breathe and have my being in the one love of God. It is who I am.